Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bishop Mortimer's Day Off. So, today's episode is Chapter 6 of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where we go into Salem Saberhagen's iconic backstory. It was 1692 when the ship, the Black Pearl, arrived in Boston Harbor. Many of the men aboard the Black Pearl were sick with the plague. By some miracle, I wasn't, so I made my way ashore. Now, Salem, he is on uh, shore. He has come from the old world to the new world. And I use new world loosely because, honey, the natives were here. It was already preoccupied, but we're not going to get into that right now. Anyway, what you got to know is Salem was not named Salem at this time. He went, he was a boy named Samuel in his past life. Prospects for a sailor were limited in Boston, but I heard there might be some work in Salem Village. So he headed into Salem Village one day. On the outskirts of the village, at the edge of the forest, he came upon a farmer cutting his own corn. And the farmer says, who are you stranger? What business yours here? My name is Samuel. My ship, the Black Pearl, is in Boston Harbor. I've come looking for work, sir. My sons are not yet old enough for the field. There is work here, but I can only pay you in food and a warm place to stay to sleep in my barn. That's all I need, sir, Samuel said. By the way, my name is John Proctor. Welcome to Salem Village, Samuel. John Proctor, now all my crucible loving hoes know who John Proctor is. Ooh, he was problematic in real life, but John Proctor just the same. A colonial creep, ill. Anyway, so from dusk to dawn, uh, Samuel worked with the Proctor family in their fields and he helped around the house, you know. His wife, Elizabeth, uh, was a stone-faced evil bitch, you know. Their two sons, you know, Benjamin and William, they just like to play all day and stuff like that. Do stuff that kids do, you know. They were a very Lord-fearing uh, family, so they always said prayers, you know. The problems come into Samuel's life when he meets John Proctor's servant girl, Abigail Williams. Ooh, this is a messy ass bitch. And she's always asking Samuel, you want more soup, Samuel? And then what? And Samuel is like, you know, he's like a player. Like if a girl's going to give him some candy, he's going to eat, if you know what I mean. So Abigail and Samuel become close. And let's say... Weekly visits became nightly visits, except on nights of the full moon, oddly. Abigail would always disappear, he said. Nights of the full moon, he slept in a barn alone, except for this black goat with uh, pale green neon eyes. Sundays, um, the family, along with Samuel, went to mass at the Reverend Paris's church where everybody went. You were nobody if you didn't go to church back in the 1600s. And as always, he preached fire and brimstone, you know. But here's the thing. Samuel actually liked the teachings of fire and brimstone. You know, he actually liked going to service. He liked seeing people who lived in town and the gossip and all the teen girls, you know, especially the girls Abigail gossiped with after mass they were a messy bunch especially mercy lewis and you know mercy lewis in this comic she kind of looks like the one girl from the craft the crazy one nancy you know but as time passed he grew closer with the proctor family and he pretty much just became you know an extended member of the proctor family and then one night everything changes he is in the barn with abigail they are sleeping on their cot and Samuel notices Abigail is a little cold with him. And he asks her, are you angry with me? And Abigail turns and she says, Samuel, I'm with child. 
will you marry me, please? And Samuel, like the colonial fuckboy he is, he says, I have nothing I can give you, nothing. And Abigail's like, then you have ruined me and I am forever lost. Neither of us said anything after that for a long time. What could we say to be honest? The next day, I waited for the shooter drop for some outburst, some accusation, but nothing happened. Abigail did not tell anybody. He's just waiting for the shooter drop, but nothing happens. And he's wondering why Abigail is still so nice to him. After dinner that night, he went to talk to her and Samuel asked her, why haven't you told them, John or his icy ass wife? And Abigail's like, why should I tell them? There's nothing they can do for me. I'm simply a servant girl. And Samuel says to her, you should run away then, now that there's still time. Find a remote place where you can have the child and then do what you will with it. <gasps> and Abigail turns around with hatred in her eyes, shocked at the words that just graced her ears. You would have me abandon the child, our child, or even kill it? Samuel, with a look of darkness, says, children die every day, Abigail, many of them in childbirth. Disgusted by the notion, Abigail spits in Samuel's face. I curse you, Samuel. I curse the day you came here. In the field the next morning, Samuel is cutting the corn down. And while John Proctor and Samuel are in the field getting the corn for the harvest, Samuel asks, where is Abigail? And then John Proctor tells them, Abigail has gone to visit her aunt who took sick last night in New Hampshire. Do you fancy her then, John Proctor inquires? Elizabeth says you do. She wonders if you two will marry someday. And then Samuel says, I am too young, John, and Abigail would never have me, especially not after that. The next Sunday, Samuel found himself at church where they were preaching even more fire and brimstone. However, Samuel knew something odd was among, amongst the townspeople that day because the girls that Abigail would meet with were gossiping heavily and he knew when the girls gossip and whisper to each other something was up what were, what they, were saying? they saying what do, what they, do know? they know and, and where, where was samuel mercy he says being a little startled is your heart broken then since she left you it's not and mercy says good i am happy to hear that will you meet me th tonight samuel and samuel thinking he's about to get some ass he's like yes where at and Mercy says, The woods behind the Proctor's farm, by the river, there is a clearing, you will find it. And that night, Samuel walks into the woods. Because he's thirsty, he think he about to get him some ass. But honey, we got something else for your bitch ass. And as promised, he goes into the clearing and he sees Mercy Lewis standing there. Mercy has her back to him, which strikes him odd. He goes up to her, Mercy, turn to me, look upon me. When Mercy turns around, Mercy is the last thing you'll find in these woods tonight, Samuel. It was Abigail. And he says, Abigail, you you went away to stay with your aunt in New Hampshire. And Abigail says, I did go see my aunt, but not in New Hampshire, to these woods where my aunt Nestor lives. And he's like, what kind of woman lives in the woods? But we all knew what kind of women live in the woods. We all know. And suddenly, coming out of the shadow of the long trees, women, demonic women, appeared, surrounding him. The girls of Salem Village, the witches in the woods. Abigail tells him, I gave you a chance, Samuel. 
You ruined me, but I gave you a chance. Ruined you? How ruined you? No man would marry a witch. You did not ruin me for a man, Samuel. I was to marry. Well, he is known to you. You sleep by his side in the barn. And then Samuel had the flashback to the black goat that he sleeps next to with the green eyes. Suddenly, standing on his hind legs, Samuel sees the goat from the proctor's barn standing up. It is the devil. Abigail tells him, you made our dark lord very, very angry, Samuel. He wanted blood, Samuel, your blood. So I gave it to him and his dark highness was pleased. Samuel says, what blood? How come you have my blood? And Abigail says, I had it, Samuel, inside me. Samuel suddenly becomes shocked at the realization of the horror of which Abigail did is etched across his face. Our baby? You gave him our baby? Children die every day, you said. You did not want it, you said. It were a boy, by the way, but still he ate it. Monster, witch, devil's whore. Better his whore than yours, and better our son die than live to meet his coward who is his father now. Let's discuss your punishment, shall we? And suddenly all the witches that surrounded Samuel, who were living in the shadows of the trees in this northern forest, begin to levitate around him. You trifled with me, Samuel, Abigail says. I was your plaything to you, a poppet, a ball of string. You would have had me drown our child as some would a basket of kittens. Suddenly, Abigail's aunt, Esther, says, make him one then. What was that, Aunt Nestor? Every witch needs a familiar. You're old enough now. Make him a cat and let him eat mice. Hmm, a cat, you say, Abigail says, repeating her Aunt Nestor's sentiments. It's more than you deserve, Abigail says, you villain. And suddenly, her dark magic begins to encompass and break Samuel's bones from the inside out. They begin to contort, and his back breaks, curling over into that of a cat. And Samuel walked into those woods, a man and left a cat. And Abigail, the next week, returned to the proctor's house. Mrs. Proctor says, we are glad to have you back, Abigail, and it's a fine cat your aunt has given you. Abigail says, thank you, Goody Proctor, but pray tell me, where is Samuel? Is he not here? John Proctor enters, bah. Stole away in the middle of the night, he did. Took our goat as well, so no milk for the pussy. Now, Abigail was a clever girl, no doubt, but she was so focused on her wicked games, she missed the early warning signs. The troubles in Salem Village, doubt and paranoia ruled the day as the accusations of witchcraft spread across the town like rats carrying a plague. Some of the people who were hung were indeed witches. Others, like John Proctor, were merely caught up in the gears of infernal machines and gossip. Either way, my mistress Abigail was taking no chances. She plotted her escape with Mercy Lewis out of Salem. And that's when Samuel was like, I'm gonna make my escape. Abigail looked for Samuel. Where could that cat have gone, she thought. 
Mercy comes running up behind her. There is no time, Abby. We must fly now or be hanged by the neck. As I was leaving the village, I passed the hanging place where the corpses of witches and mortals alike were twisting in the wind. Samuel, in his cat form, then said, This wretched place will always be remembered for the butchery done by the wives and daughters, my brothers and sons. Suddenly appearing from behind the hanging tree, where all the corpses dance in the wind like strange fruit, is the goat but we know the goat as the devil. The devil steps before Samuel and says, From this moment forth, thou shalt be named after this place, so thou never forgets what happened when witches are betrayed. The devil commands a Samuel. He says, Speak, slave. And suddenly, Samuel can talk in his cat form, in his human voice. Why can't I speak, devil? What have you planned for me? The devil says, You will serve witches, and you speak to serve better. And one day thou will serve a girl who is both less than a witch and more. She will need your protection, slave. And Samuel asks him, And then I will be human again? And the devil says, Perhaps, Salem. There is a path through the woods. Follow it, Salem, and remember who spared your life. Remember who is your master now. And now here is Salem, the sarcastic cat we all know, 400 years later. Still not eating mice, but still a fucking cat. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Bishop Mortimer's Day Off. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, rate us four or five stars. We will greatly appreciate it. Hey guys, so I decided to put in this podcast a key word of the episode. So if you guys make it to this point, DM me on whatever profile you want to on TikTok or Instagram. The key word of today's episode is colonial fuckboy. I will follow you back because hell, we all need to support each other. So yeah, DM me if you make it this far. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. But if you do, I will follow you back. Just remind a bitch. And I will see you guys next time.